Welcome to the Smart Business Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Imoff Flores, and the Smart Business Podcast is the place for entrepreneurs to get an advanced mindset and skill set to build and grow a business that can scale in a big way. SMART is an acronym that stands for a scalable, mission-driven business that's automated with revenue streams all run by a team. And so if you would like to learn more about how to build a smart business or get coaching, consulting in this area or done for you services, go ahead and start by getting our free smart business formula guide at smartbusinessformula.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Smart Business Show. Today, we have another special guest. She's a former Disney Motion Pictures VP of Marketing. Uh, Hillary Hartling is now a brand and messaging strategist helping entrepreneurs create captivating brands that resonate. And today's topic is probably one of the coolest topics that we've had, how to replicate Disney's brand magic in your business. She's the creator and founder of Brand Polish Academy, none other than Hillary Hartling. Welcome to the show. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. I'm so, so excited to be here and, and to meet you and actually meet your whole audience at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think one of the cool things about, you know, you and your background is you actually have had experience, uh, you know, being behind the scenes in, in Disney, which is pretty neat. It's a pretty different experience, right? So talk to me about, you know, how did you, what did you learn being back there in Disney? What was the environment like? How did they facilitate creativity and vision and experience? And how have you kind of carried that over into what you're, what you're doing now? I mean, it, there's so many things because it is such a huge company, but the really cool thing about the experience I had in the 15 years that I worked there is I not only worked in marketing movies at the studio, I got to work synergistically with the entire rest of the company to leverage all of our best assets to point at the biggest corporate priorities. So I got to work with the theme parks and the stores and the Disney channel and ESPN and ABC. There's so many parts of Disney and I got to see how everyone sort of creates magic. So so this sort of topic that I that I come and talk about is really my aggregation of what I see people doing the most and doing the best at Disney. So obviously there's so many strategies that they deploy on a daily basis to suit their audience and to delight their audience and to surprise their audience and to keep them coming back for more. But these are the five key strategies that I see really make a difference no matter what you're doing and can totally be used in your small business. Mm, wow, that's amazing. So you got to be able to walk us through, uh, walk us through that. Uh, you have an acronym for the word magic that you teach. I do. Yeah. So there's five steps and five letters in magic. <laughs> okay. Well, walk us through it. We want to, we want to learn how to create a magical experience. I love it. So the first one is make it memorable. So if, if Disney does anything right, it's making it memorable. So if you want to take that strategy and and really sort of translate that into your own business, thinking, think about how do you tap into your audience's happy memories that are already exist? How do you create new happy memories? How do you craft an unforgettable experience for them, right? It's that whole idea from Maya Angelou's, people will never forget how you make them feel. And that's the thing I think Disney does really well is making it memorable is helping people feel something about it. So that's the first one. Make it memorable. If you're if you've crafted something, go back and look at it one more time with that layer in mind. Is how can I make this more memorable? So what is it? What does memorable look like in like? Let's say you've created an online course. What does memorable look like in an online course? 
Well, how can you do something that other people don't do in online courses? What's going to give that extra bit of value? How can you surprise them with something that they're not expecting? Mm. Right. That's going to leave them like, holy moly, I didn't even realize this was a part of it. And she could have used this for the marketing, but she saved it for me here. Right. Mm. It's like, how do you like leave them wanting more or give them a sort of above and beyond from what they're expecting? Right. No, that's that's very. I, I love that. You know, one of the things that we do in our um, in our masterminds to make it memorable is we do these like uh, we do these breakout rooms where there's just these really powerful exercises where they get to collaborate. There's intimacy, vulnerability, and they just weren't expecting that. A lot of times when they come into a mastermind, they're thinking like, okay, it's going to be a cool like high level training that kind of thing. But it's like, no, we want to actually let you do the work right there on the call, and so yeah. that you can walk away each time with like. The breakthrough. It's like, we're going to do the work together. Right. That's a great example. And I, I think also anytime you can make it, um, even feel even more personal, the better, right. When you can, yeah. you're speaking to, you might be speaking to a lot of people, but it feels like they're speaking directly to you. Yeah. That makes it more memorable automatically. Yeah. So good. Okay. Let's keep going. Okay. That's the M. That's the M the A is audience first, right? Obviously with any business, Customers, number one, is always a thing, right? But how do you prioritize your audience? It's really um, asking them. It's asking them what they think. It's testing things with them. It's making them feel part of the process and like an insider along the way. It's staying very connected to your audience so that you can not only serve them, but you stay relatable and you stay very relevant. And you can only do that if you stay directly in touch with your audience and know them really well. So asking your audience, putting your audience first is a second way that you create magic for your brand and your business. Mm, That's awesome. So how do you do that in your business? Give me an example of how you put audience first in your business. Well, one way is when I take people through building your brand strategy foundation, obviously we're doing ideal client interviews, but I tell people you need to come back and do these, whether you want to do them monthly, you want to do them quarterly, but that's one way to stay directly in touch. So that's, you know, more than just a questionnaire, a poll or a survey, which also can help you do this exactly that. But when you actually get on and speak with people one-on-one, you're hearing all the nuances in their voice. You're hearing what they're saying between the lines, you're actually hearing more than you would any other way. So that is actually one way that I personally keep audience first, because I want to make sure that what I'm creating to serve them is what they need right now. Because what I think in my head that they may need right now is not the same as what they think in their head they need right now. Mm, That's good. That's Mm -hmm. powerful. And I think a lot of times we project what we think they need versus what they actually need. So I love hearing you say that. Okay. So that's the audience first. G. Great storytelling, right? Mm -hmm. So obviously a movie studio or Disney is going to be so good at this, but think about it as like immersing your audience in a world, right? In a story. It actually, that's one way to make it more memorable is by telling a great story. And I say like, when you can tap into an emotional connection with your audience, that makes all the difference. Because I believe like when you move your audience, you win their hearts. And when you win their hearts, you win their loyalty. And that's where we're going with great storytelling. So if you think about in the context of Disney, right, they've got stories to tell. They're creating stories. It's comedies, adventures, it's dramas, inspired by true stories, all of that. You're falling in love with worlds and characters. So how do you do it like as a small business owner or as a business owner of any kind? And I think for 
especially entrepreneurs, they're thinking like, I can't do that in my business. I don't have those stories. It's stories of transformation. It's winning results. It's stories of why. It's that deeper why that people really connect with. It's the values that you can share and why you came to that. Mm. It can even just be sharing your journey in a funny or entertaining or dramatic way. But story helps people remember and storytelling helps people visualize. So it's like painting a picture of the better life, the better work, the better everything that's possible when they use your products or services or experiences. No, that's so great. And I think it also allows people to like also share your story, right? If you can get your story so clear to your community, then they can share that same story. And when a story can be duplicated, then now it has the ability to create movement right? Um, I was actually, uh, this is kind of a random business, but uh, there was a cigar lounge that opened up in our area. And I was kind of doing some consulting with the owners. And one of the things like, how do I create a story for this place? It's cigars, you know? And I'm like, well, here's the story. I'm like, people are, you know, uh, what do they do? Smoke on their own in their backyard. That's your competition is the backyard, right? That's where everyone's going to have their cigars, right? So I said, so there needs to be a story about how you're against the backyard because now they need to come in and they, they, you've created a place where they can, they don't have to be depressed. They don't have to have the anxiety. They don't have to have all this stuff by themselves. They can step into a community environment. that's going to uplift them, encourage them, facilitate relationships. And so the story is about community, right? Yes. Love that. That's exactly right. It's like, so then now it's like, they have a whole mission on like the anti-backyard you know, that type of thing. Right. So, so it's like, it's like stories can be created out of everything. And now that story is passing throughout the, the organization, through the team, through the staff. And so it's like, you know, we have the ability to create stories to, to create movement as well. So I love that. And I think a lot of businesses don't look at that. Yeah, they do. And stories are meant to be repeated. I mean, it's one thing to tell someone like, Hey, I went from six figure earner to a seven figure earner. If you tell them the story behind that, the, the, what it took to get there and how amazing it felt to get, like, people are going to remember the story and repeat the story, or they're going to remember how you impacted even just one person significantly, rather than just saying like a vague general number right? It's the story that people will repeat and you want people to repeat things about your business. That's how you actually gain a wider audience. and You become known for the thing you want to be known for, which equals your brand. Yeah, no, that's so good. I love that. Okay. Moving on. So we have memorable audience first. We have great stories. What is the I? I kind of have a double I with this one. So uh, it's innovation and imagination. So, I mean, at Disney, that's what they're known for, right? They're innovating all the time and they have people's jobs that are called imagineers of all things, right? So if you think about innovation as a core value, this for you can just look like striving for that never been done before, but it doesn't have to be a big thing. It could literally be what I call elevating your UVP, your unique value proposition. It's like, how do you, there could be one thing that everyone does in your world, in your industry. How do you do that thing with your special blend of knowledge, expertise, experience, natural innate abilities? Like what do you do that's different? And how do you kind of make that your never been done before? I mean, the goal here in innovation for your small business is becoming your audience's first choice. 
you want to say like, oh, I'm looking at all these people who do brand strategy, but I'm picking Hillary because of this, right? Mm. That's what it's, that's what it's, and you can innovate in so many ways. But when I'm thinking about it, it's sort of like, Net, like they used to lock us in a room at Disney marketing and be like, we're not leaving here until we have the best idea that's never been done before. I don't think that's the best way to brainstorm. <laughs> but yeah. the idea behind it is there. It's like, how do we, we're trailblazers. We want to continue to be trailblazers. How right. do you stand out in your industry and become that first choice? You innovate and mm. you continue to innovate. Oh, when people start copying you, you innovate again. Yeah. And you know, that's so good. Cause like, I think a lot of times entrepreneurs get in their own head, right. And they're so used to a certain routine and they're doing automated habits and activities to grow their business. And then it's like, you step into the imagination, you enter into a new realm and in the imaginative state, you actually don't pull from past failures. You don't pull from past data. It actually is a completely different dimension that allows you to step into possibilities. Right. Yeah. In, in that like a fresh sheet of paper, it's a fresh sheet of paper. And that's, that's so necessary because when you're trying to think in like the conscious mind about the future, you're pooling from like, okay, but I tried this last time and it didn't work, or I tried this and it didn't work. And so there's a lot of uh, discouragement that can show up, maybe past failures, past, you know, things that didn't work. And when you're in the imaginative state, it's like, none of that exists. You're able to truly yeah. dream and create and imagine from a fresh place yeah. for some of the best ideas. That's why when people have a, a problem in growth in their business, I'm like, it's not really, uh, it's not really that it's that there's a thinking problem, right? It's like, you don't have a money problem. You have a thinking problem, right? Yes. Like you don't have a growth problem. You have a thinking problem, right? Yeah. And so it's all solved in the mind. And so how much more do we need to spend time in the mind? And so I have a, I have a, a quote that I share with our community that is, if you work on your mind, if you take time to work on your mind, it will work for you the rest of your life. And yeah. so it's like, most of our minds don't work for us. They work against us. Right. It's and true. so we got to train our mind, create space for our mind to work for us. And the imagination is one of the most powerful things. I think so many entrepreneurs underutilized. So thank you I for think, putting that in your process. I think it's so needed. Yeah. I think imagination really is just, it's like giving people a permission slip to say you can dream big, right? It's like inviting them to imagine with you, but, and you can not only use their imagination and input for your brand's future offerings, but they're now going to be fully re-inspired and reinvigorated in their own business. So good. Yes. Okay. Great. I love this. Okay. All right. So we're in innovation, imagination, last <laughs> one, letter C, what is it? This is the most unique one in the group. It's company-wide synergy. So this is actually a very Disney thing, right? So it's Disney's biggest competitive advantage, synergy. And when you're leveraging, it's, it's leveraging your company's owned assets to create a bigger impact for corporate priorities with the most financial and franchisable potential. So it's really, in a nutshell, pointing all your assets to promote the biggest priority in a given time frame. Right. Mm -hmm. So this can look very different, like for a company like Disney versus a small business. But if you want to think about it for your business, I always tell people, first of all, make a list of every asset in your arsenal. So what's in your promotional toolbox? Right. You could list, you know, all the social media channels you're on, a community that you've created, your email list, your marketing, a blog or a podcast, a YouTube channel. Right. So once you've listed all the things like that can actually point promotionally to your priority, then you want to plan your annual promotional calendar to decide the priorities in each quarter that's going to bring the most financial reward to your business, but also serve your audience well. 
And then the last thing, it's like in that time frame that you've decided you want to give each priority, it's like day in the sun. So you want to create one voice, one message, really ubiquity across all of your assets that you've just listed down. So it could be, you know, doing a splash page on your website, only talking about this new thing happening during this quarter. It could be changing Facebook covers for this, you know, like your event next week. You could be changing everything to have one message everywhere someone turns in your world, in your ecosystem. So that is creating that bigger impact and one message, one voice. Yeah, love this. Hillary, thank you so much for bringing a magical content <laughs> piece to our audience. We're so grateful for you. What are some last words that you have for the audience and uh, where would you like them to connect with you if they want to learn more? Yeah, honestly, I think I'm all about, I have a very um, strategic side of my brain and creative side of my brain, but honestly, I think it all points to inspiring your audience. I think that's what brings people back for more. So in any way that you feel like you can do that for your business, I think is the way to go. How can you inspire them? That moves people and it makes them want to stay. Connecting with me is very easy. I'm at Hillary Hartling on Instagram. I'm HillaryHartling.com, my website. So you can connect with me in either place. Which is beautiful. That just got rebranded. It's absolutely beautiful. You guys have to go check that out. HillaryHartling.com. We're going to put your uh, description, your IG and website in the description of this episode. Hillary, thank you so much for being with us today and just sharing your magic. And to everybody listening, make sure that you show Hillary some love. Go follow her on IG, uh, subscribe to this episode, share this episode, leave a six-star review. I think there's only five stars. And until the next episode, we'll see y'all later. Bye, everybody.